0: Hey guys, welcome back to Independent, the go-to podcast for independent artists.
1: Today we're going to be talking with a producer named Maddie Beats, who I'm really looking forward to speaking with. Matty and I got the chance to put out a song together earlier this year called Receipts. He's incredibly talented. He has found a way to really stand out on social media in a way that I think is really difficult because there's just so many producers out there, but I think he's got a really smart way about looking at the business of being a producer. And you want to tell them a little bit more about Yeah, her? of
0: course. Not only is he an incredible producer, he's a content creator that has inspired thousands of other producers to think outside the box when it comes to self-promotion. If you have a favorite rapper on TikTok, chances are he's produced for them. He's an incredible musician, performer and an all-around great person. Please welcome Maddie Beats. Maddie, what's up? <laughs> Woo!
1: Wow, I feel so <laughs> humbled by that intro. Wow, that made me feel so good. Appreciate you guys. Hey, we're we're humbled that you're talking with us. Thanks so much for <laughs> taking the time. You're yeah. a busy dude. Appreciate it, yeah. Thanks for having me on. So,
0: Maddie, you just finished a collaboration with BeatStars, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. Super hype on that.
0: How did that come about? What was that like?
2: Um, So, I've been using BeatStars to sell my beats for, I don't know, like five years now. And I connected with Mike Trampy, who's one of the people over at BeatStars. He just reached out and he was like, hey, we're doing this. Um, dual form section thing where we link an artist and a producer. We bring them to the studio. You guys make a song, and then we put it out. And I think he found me just through like social media. So it was just amazing. through content, awesome. and he just found me that way and reached out. Um, but BeatStars also has a publishing uh, side of their business now, where they um, linked with Sony. So I signed a publishing deal with them. So they're like putting out the record, promoting it. Um but it was super cool. Like they flew me out to Philly. We went in a nice studio, like f- did a, a music video kind of thing for it. Um but it's just crazy to me, like Beatstars, the biggest beat selling platform, like values me, reaches out to me. It's like never would have expected this kind of stuff like a couple years ago when I was just in my room making beats.
0: I feel like for a producer that must be like the ultimate form of validation. Totally. Like this is the number one platform we want you.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's so crazy like thinking back like I never would have expected any of this stuff to happen. I just loved music and was passionate about it. And to like tell myself a couple of years ago, like, yo, you're gonna be linking with Beat Stars, Connor Price, like all these things <laughs> that have happened, like would have blown my mind. Never would have expected it. It's just crazy. And I'm just well, a normal, con- another normal kid making
1: beats, like it's no different than anyone else. Congratulations, man. That's incredible. Thanks. Appreciate it. I'd love to just take it back to the very start. How how did you get started in music? What then made you transition into producing for hip-hop? Start us out. So originally I got into music from playing guitar. I think Mm -hmm. I was
2: 13 and my uncle always played guitar and he gifted me like an old 80s Charvel guitar for my birthday one year. And I just started playing and I used to like hate rap. I didn't, I I used to, like, classic rock. I was, like, an emo, like, wow. skateboard kid, wore all black. Uh, I used to argue with kids in middle school, like, oh, like, rap doesn't have any musical value. It's just, like, loops, like, not a lot of melody. Um, oh so I used God. to listen to, like, a lot of 60s and 70s stuff. That's and right. um, and so I was playing guitar. And then uh, Cam, my manager and, like, best friend from day one, who you guys met, um he actually kind of got me into rap a little bit. I remember, like, when I met him, we were on the back of the bus going to a field trip in middle school, and uh, he showed me—I um, think it was "Let's Go" by Lil Jon. It's like a the let's a crazy, go. yeah, "Let's <laughs> yeah. Go," but it's like a sample of uh, an Ozzy Osbourne "Crazy Train" song. Oh, cool! And I was like, oh, that's that's dope. And I just started to eventually like rap more. And then fast forward into high school. Um, I was in the jazz band, like playing guitar, and my high school was super renowned for its music programs. There's a lot of super talented musicians, and uh, we started a band, like a live hip-hop band. So there were, Cam was a rapper, and then we had two other MCs, uh, a violin player, um, trumpet player, keyboard, I played guitar, like a full nine-piece band, and... We were able to get some cool opportunities, like opening up for people in Boston, because um, that's where I grew up. And so we got to play, for, like open up for Mac Miller, Chris Webby, members of Wu Tang, wow. Clan, Aloe I didn't Black. Know that. Yeah. Um, and that was like so crazy. Met,
0: so you've met Mac Miller?
2: I didn't like meet him per se, but uh, we just like play, I, we, I just opened up for him um, for one of his that's shows. Really cool.
0: That's Christ incredible. In
2: yeah. um, that's
0: so cool. I never knew you were in a band.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, CFP the band. I think we still have like some stuff on YouTube. Uh, oh, I'm gonna have
0: to look it up <laughs> what after that stand this. For? Was there
2: significance to CFP? Yeah, so it was Constant Flow Producers. Hey, cool. The I band. Like yeah. Um but yeah, that w- that was crazy. I remember um just like a little side story. One of our like frontman singers uh was this dude, Mike Chang, and he actually still has music, Michael June. And it was the Mac Miller show, which was like our second show and it was sold out. And I just remember like playing our first song and he goes up to the front of the stage and like puts his foot on like the PA speakers, like right in the front. And there were all these girls in the front row just screaming, like trying to touch. him. they're like, oh my God. I was like, this is crazy. Like what is going on? Um, But yeah, so then we did that for like a year or two. And then we all went to college and kind of had to go our separate ways. But that's when I found making beats. I was like, oh, I'm not in a band. And I discovered FL Studio. And I was like, whoa, like I can be my own band. Like I can do all the instruments myself. Um, And then so that was the beginning of college uh, when I started making beats. That's
1: incredible. Yeah. So when Thanks,
0: when did you start cuz we were introduced to you through TikTok. When did yeah. you start posting on TikTok? And were you nervous to start posting on TikTok?
2: Yeah, so I started posting on TikTok probably now it's been like a year and a half, I want to say.
0: Okay, so you're still like very new to it.
2: Yeah, um and I actually started like really going hard on the TikTok grind because I got some opportunity to be in their, uh, I forget what it's called, the education program. They were basically paying content creators to make, like, educational content. So for me, it was, like, doing tutorials and tips that was music production-related. Um, but I did, like, 50 videos in, I don't know, like, two months. and um, And, like, some of them started to get some traction. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm just going to keep going with this. Um, and then... I like figured out the duet, um, feature on TikTok and not really many producers were using it. So I started to just be like, Hey rappers, like duet this, like drop eight bars. And I think like the third or fourth video got like 2 million views and it was probably, I don't know, like a month or two, I'd gotten like over a hundred thousand followers just from that. And, um, and that's, yeah, provided me so many opportunities to link with you, like Nick D, all these other people. Um,
1: it's, yeah. yeah, I, I got to say, it's really impressive because especially on TikTok, uh, there's so many producers yeah. and it's hard to make yourself stand out. And you do that so well. You know, you're, you've Appreciate got your it. own personality and style. Was that something from the very start that you were consciously trying to do? Like, I need to kind of put my own brand on this or did it just sort of happen?
2: Yeah, I think I definitely noticed like the value of differentiating yourself and like bringing energy and charisma to content to like make it more mm-hmm. entertaining. Um, it was a particular moment though. There's this producer Ed Talenti, and he had a YouTube video on branding yourself as a music producer, and he made some point about like, hey, no one's gonna want to watch like a producer doing a beat video who's just like hitting the pad, super soft. Doesn't seem like he's really enjoying it. Um, so kind of like exaggerate like the charisma and the energy and the videos. And I definitely took that to heart. And then, and like, I didn't have it all figured out at first. Like you can scroll back like on my Instagram and see like the first beat videos, they work good. Um, But you definitely have to start somewhere. And as I started going along, I kind of figured out what was working. And I think a lot of people get caught up on content too, because they're trying to be like, oh, I need to look cool. Like I want to do this. But for me, I was, I just kind of like embraced almost my weaknesses in a way, uh, quote unquote, like I wouldn't call them
0: weaknesses more like maybe quirks.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, just being yourself. Yeah. 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 So just like being yourself, like, and I think a lot of times like people's weaknesses, if you can harness them, like for me being kind of goofy and awkward, um, like I just embraced that and that became now my strength. Uh, and also like, a way to kind of differentiate myself. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm your definitely is really yeah.
0: cool for other producers to see. Cause I feel like in the hip hop world, especially there's this stigma that producers and rappers need to be so cool, like yeah. straight face. They're the shit all the time. But the fact that you've gotten to be where you are just by being goofy and yourself, and you've gotten to work with such great artists, it's oh. a message to younger producers. Like, don't just try and fit in some kind of mold. Like That's a great point. Yeah. So that's what I especially love about you. Have you ever struggled and had to deal with like hate comments or trolls on social media? And if so, how do you handle that?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, definitely have. <laughs> um, particularly like people hating like saying, oh, you're cringy, like you're trying too hard. I get a lot of comments like about my hair, like, oh, like Justin Bieber, like hair, or whatever. But like regardless of what the hate comments are, like if you kind of stoop to their level and respond with like a negative comment, like I don't think that's the way to approach it. Typically I'll just try to kill people with kindness and just respond hmm. and be like, you know, uh like oh um, just be nice. If you respond with negativity, I feel like it never works. But it, it definitely like they get to me. Like I see one negative comment out of like a thousand and like that's the one I'll focus on and like yeah, kinda boils my I can blood sometimes. To yeah.
1: One thing I'm curious about is um, when you are reaching out to artists, if you have an yeah. artist that you want to work with, um, do you just kind of straight DM like, yo, what's up? I'd love to work with you. What's kind of your way of um, wanting to connect with somebody for other producers out there who might yeah. have an artist they want to work with and they don't know how to approach that? What's, what's your way to do that?
2: Uh, I think like first step, just like genuinely showing love. Right. Like if you just kind of reach out and you're like, hey, like here are some beats, like check them out here like would love to work with you. Like that's that's cool and it, it, that can work sometimes, but I don't know, like I think there's a psychological thing of um, it's like the concept of reciprocity, like where if you say something nice, like genuinely and you compliment them, um, they feel more inclined to like kind of be nice back and they're more receptive to you. So usually like my first message, like I'll say something very specific about a song and be like, hey, like this song, like I really liked this way, like how you did that flow. Um, nice. Then usually I'll wait for them to respond and be like, um, I would love to work with you, you know, kind of thing.
0: So as a producer, it's very important when reaching out to an artist, make sure you know their catalog before you're reaching out.
1: Yeah. Is what you're trying to yeah. say? It's definitely. a great point because I can definitely, as an artist who who has producers DM me all the time, uh, a lot of times I can I can tell it's like a copy and paste that they've sent to probably a hundred <laughs> other artists that day. Yeah. So, And that's so true. I really haven't remembered recently a time when, somebody uh, pointed out something specific about a song or a line. Cause if they did that, it would be like, ah, he or she is listening. Like they actually care about the yeah. music. They've, they've taken this effort. Now I feel like I want to connect with them and check out their stuff. So it's, it's really smart to take that approach. I like that.
2: Yeah. And I think it goes back to like, just trying to provide value in any way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that of that in terms of like tangible things, but like just providing a compliment or being nice is also like a way of kind of providing value. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Very smart.
0: From a techin- technical standpoint, um, just to help other yeah. producers out there who are just getting started, what program do you use to make your beats? And what would you recommend to someone who's just starting out, who's in the learning stages of producing?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I use uh Pro Tools um to make beats, which now that's is, really uncommon, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, speak yeah. on that. Um so Originally when I started making beats, I downloaded FL Studio and I just had like Mm -hmm. a demo version and I used that for like two months. I was like, I really like this. I want to, you know, buy a DAW, which is the software to make beats. Um, And so I went to Guitar Center and I was like, hey, what's the like the best DAW to make uh, to use for making beats? And they're like, oh, well, Pro Tools is like the industry standard that's in every recording studio you go into. So I was like, okay, cool, Like I'll get that. So I just learned it, and now <laughs> I've kind of dove in too deep to like want to go back and learn a new software. Um, but I would recommend to producers starting out, FL Studio is definitely, I feel like, one of the easiest to learn and has the capability of, they're all pretty much the same um, as far as what you can do with them. Uh, but Ableton is also really fire, mm. Um from a for like producer standpoint, like sampling and different things you can do with the workflow, Ableton I feel like is is my favorite at least. Um, awesome. F, yeah, so FL Studio and Ableton I would recommend.
0: Do you ever get like a producer's version of writer's block? How I was Con- ask
1: something like that. Yeah, how yeah. Connor
0: might struggle with coming up with lyrics. Do you ever just like I have no beat ideas? What do you do to combat that? If you ever experience, yeah,
1: it? yeah,
2: that's like every day. Um, <laughs> it's it's. Yeah, really hard because like what we do creatively is so dependent on inspiration and like feeling a vibe. So just like forcing yourself to go in and make something, like it doesn't always come come out the best. But for me, I feel like I always capture the most inspiration from hearing other songs and then like, like oh, that's a cool idea. And then kind of like taking inspiration from it and making it my own. Um, so I'll go on like new music Friday or discover weekly on Spotify and just kind of go through songs. Um, or if like you like a certain artist, just go on like their go to radio on Spotify where it shows similar stuff. Um, and then just listen to stuff. And then like eventually a couple songs and I'm like, Oh, that's dope. Um, so that's one way. The other way is like going through melodies and loops on like sample websites so like Splice or Waves.com, Track Lib, um, or even like YouTube, uh like sample playlists they have on there. Uh just to like try to find something that sparks some inspiration. So listening to I songs once, and going through samples.
0: I once saw a TikTok that you made of you like in bed, you're eating chips, and then you see a commercial and something oh, in yeah. the commercial sparked. Has that <laughs> ever happened or was that just like a comedic stuff yeah. for TikTok?
2: No, that definitely happens too. Like um, I get really inspired by, like, sounds. So it could be, like, I don't even, I don't even know of an example, but, like.
0: A bag of chips s- opening.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, it could be something as simple as that where I'm like, oh, that's cool. Right. And then, like, I'll just start to get, like, a beat in my head, like, or, you know, whatever. Um, but it definitely works like that, too. Like, it could be any random sound um, and just something pops in my head from
1: it. And then, what usually comes first for you? Is it the drums? Is it the melody? Is it a certain instrument? Is it a sound? What's yeah. usually that first that first thing?
2: Uh, it's always the melody for me. Um, cool. I always start with melody and then build drums uh, from that, but it could also be like a certain preset like instrument that I'm using. Like if I hear the tone of that instrument, I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. And then i will like it'll spark an idea for a melody, but always melody first for me. typically. Do you
0: create your own melodies and samples or do you use other samples that you find online?
2: I would say it's probably about half and half. Um, like melodies have never been my strong suit, like making them myself, but uh, I've definitely
1: gotten more comfortable like the past year or so uh, doing like my own melodies. And do you feel like your experience, especially knowing guitar, has helped you a lot as far as production goes? Because I know, obviously, everything now yeah. is done with a keyboard, on a computer, uh, but do you ever use live guitar in your music? How has that influenced you?
2: Yeah, definitely. I, guitar is like my bread and butter, like the first thing that got me into music, like what I love the most. Um, so a lot of my ideas start with guitar, uh, and that's definitely been like one of my differentiating like things to help me stand out, too, is playing guitar. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of guitar, uh, tracks for sure. That's awesome.
0: When it comes to creating content, um, do you film all your own stuff? Does Cam help you? Like, how do you go about creating a typical TikTok?
2: Yeah. So I film, uh, most of my stuff. Sometimes I'll like ask for Cam's help and be like, Hey, like, can you help me with a beat video? (laughs) And, uh, and I'll help film sometimes, but that's, that's also like something that's been super helpful for me. Is being able to film all my own stuff, edit it um, so I think it was probably three years ago I started like seeing people's beat videos and'm I was just like kind of brainstorming like how can I stand out? how can I like you know make better content? and there's probably a million people that make better beats than me, but i I definitely noticed like the value of having high quality content to kind of like compensate and make you stand out a little bit more. So I just like bought a DSLR camera and then um got an editing program. I actually use After Effects too, which is a little bit weird. Different. You use yeah. After
1: Effects to edit and pro, pro tools <laughs> yeah. to make
2: beats. You're just like going completely
1: reverse. I it love. was
2: also like a, a similar situation of like I just kind of downloaded After Effects and didn't know what I was doing in the beginning. And then uh, I just got used to it. So I know is well, ex-
1: pretty much the same too. That explains how you do all those cool transitions and like glitch effects and stuff. You have yeah. the best glitches
0: and effects. I'm yeah. like, how did he I edit that? I appreciate
1: it. There's, a, there's actually a free
2: preset pack called uh, Motion Bro. And that's mm-hmm. what I use for all the transitions. And they're super
1: easy. You can just like drag and drop. Um, now, um, do you have like a specific schedule and routine that you follow for TikTok? Like I need to put out this many amount of posts a week. Like how do you approach that? I don't have
2: anything like a very strict schedule um, for that kind of stuff, but I definitely try to post basically every day, um, but I usually do like four or five times a week. Um, and that's like, that's one of my weaknesses too, is just like organization, scheduling, and being efficient. This whiteboard right here is like I love it. basically what Potter I use. Connor so. has to I have, have the, he has here, have yeah, the yeah. same thing. Yeah. I need a to-do list. I need all that stuff yeah. or else i I don't
1: know what to do. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's so true. Like, I, I first thing I do when I start my day is, like, just go on the whiteboard, write everything I have to do for the day. Right. Um, and I notice, too, when I don't do
1: that, like, I'm less efficient and I get less done. Yeah. Um, Would you say that TikTok has been the number one platform for you as far as, like, promoting your music and getting your brand out there?
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I probably, I was going hard on Instagram for probably almost three years, yeah, and got like thirty thousand followers on there, and, and then that was pre TikTok. Yeah, that was before TikTok. Oh, that's that's impressive. Okay, um, and then TikTok like started doing it. It was like a matter of months, like hundred over a hundred thousand, and yeah. so this
0: is your sign: if you're a producer and you're too scared, yeah. or you think you're too cool to post on no, TikTok. Never. Do it now because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for artists, totally. producers, and I feel any like content creator. Yeah,
1: sorry to cut you off. Sorry. I feel like it's definitely um, in its prime right now. Like the fact that you could post something and have a hundred followers, and if it's the right song and it c- catches the right algorithm, you wake up to a, a you know a video with a million views. Something <laughs> similar happened to me when I started, and just like yeah. you, it was like I had a hundred thousand followers in the span of what was it? The first. It was
0: like ten hours.
1: Yeah, uh, no, a hundred thousand followers in like the first what week or two weeks. It was.
0: Well, the first few weeks nothing hit, and then this one video went viral, and overnight it was like a hundred thousand. And right. I was like, okay, "This wow. is crazy!"
1: Yeah. yeah I know. So, so uh, and that stuff doesn't last forever. So, yeah, I definitely recommend uh, catch it while it's in its prime right now because the organic reach is just incredible.
0: So, Maddie, in your opinion, yeah. what percentage of how do I word this of importance would you importance would you say is creating the beat, like a good beat, versus promotion? Because like it's not a case of if you create it, yeah. they will come. Like people have to find you.
2: Yeah, I I think the foundation is always like starting with something like the music has to be good. Um, But that's only one step. I would say it's like it's like a 50-50 kind of thing. Like if you make the greatest song ever, like if you don't make content around it and like have a marketing plan and a way to get exposure to it, then it's kind of worthless. So so like definitely I've put a lot of focus into like content creation, marketing, like networking and that, that whole other side of things. I think that's just as important as the music uh, nowadays and, like, necessary.
0: That's awesome. Not to put you on the spot, yeah. but let's say someone is just starting TikTok today. They're a producer. What would be your top three pieces of advice? Like, don't go into TikTok yeah. without these three pieces of advice.
2: I would say, um, number one, just putting yourself out there. I think, like, the... the the biggest obstacle people get caught up on is just like, what kind of content am I going to post? Like, how am I going to look cool? What am I going to do? But like with anything else, you have to start somewhere and like just starting putting out content. It's not going to be the best at first, but that's the way you're going to learn and get better at it. So I would just so say just like, do it, just start. Yeah, just yeah. do it. Don't let like all the overthinking and like the doubts in your head get to you. Just like, just start. Um, and make that commitment, be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to post a video. I don't, if it's cool or not, like I'm going to post a video. So start, I would say would be the number one thing and kind of along with that, like don't overthink it. Like don't let your head get to you too much. Um, and then two, I would say, uh, trying to think of things that are genuine to yourself that you can use to differentiate So for me, it was being, like, kind of goofy and silly in my videos, charismatic, um, and then, like, kind of cool, like, high-quality videos with interactive effects. Um, So just kind of thinking of things that, like, could make you stand out. Uh, But along with that, I would say, like, referencing, kind of looking at what other people are doing and what works, but how to make it your own. Um,
0: So get inspired, but don't steal. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly, get inspired, don't steal, and think of a way uh, you can differentiate yourself, differentiate yourself to make yourself stand out. Um, and then I would say three for TikTok, um, paying attention to like trends and things that are happening. like if there's a song that just comes out, like you can be the first to remix it,, uh, paying attention to what hashtags and what sounds are trending. Because there's definitely, you know, things you can latch onto that are trending that can get you exposure to uh, and TikTok's big with that stuff.
0: That's awesome. And then in terms of TikTok, it's I feel like it's such a mental game, too, where you have to have yeah. mental strength because you'll go viral one day and then yeah. the next five videos will get like 100 views. That could be really discouraging to some people to the point of I'm going to stop. Have you ever experienced that? And how do you get over that?
2: Yeah, that's that's a great question. I'm still trying to figure that out, honestly, because <laughs> I too. suffer from that all the time. Because TikTok, you're right, it's like you can get a million views and then the next day a video can get like a couple hundred views or a thousand. And um, I actually just saw a video yesterday of uh, this producer and he was talking about not getting so attached to the results. Like um, you put in an action and then like next day the results might not be what you want. Uh, But just thinking about it like more long-term because I think that's what happened with me too is like I put out hundreds of videos and like none of them did well, but then all of a sudden one did. Um, And that, and like, if I hadn't put out all those videos that didn't do as well before uh, I probably never would have gotten the one viral video. Um, so think about it from like a long-term perspective as opposed to being so caught up on like the short-term results because if you keep being consistent, like it will pay off eventually.
1: I like that. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on earlier was you were mentioning uh, Cam, who is your manager. Yeah. Um, at what point, because I think it's such a unique thing for producers, it's something I ask artists a lot but never to producers, yeah. at what point should a producer start thinking about growing their team? um yeah and for you right now it's a manager like what made you think okay i need that extra person and then more specifically what does that extra person allow you to do that you couldn't do prior
2: yeah that's a great question um i i would say like it's time to think about growing your team and bringing on more people when you can't do everything yourself i think people have a misconception of like oh i need a manager because i need someone that's going to do like marketing and all the business stuff and the networking and But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing that stuff yourself. Like, you should do all of that stuff yourself first. But then, when it becomes too overwhelming, where you don't have enough time to juggle all of it, that's kind of when you bring on more people. Um, The situation with me and my manager, Cam, um, he's just been my best friend my whole life. And he's been like helping me do this before he had like an official title of manager, anyway. Um, But specifically for him, uh, he kind of started from like a sales perspective. So he like started and he was on like a commission base. So any like business he would bring in from beats he sold, uh, he would get a commission on. So then- That's cool. Like That is cool. I kind of, yes, yeah, still did like all my sales stuff and marketing and everything I was doing, but just bringing him on just added to that and like gave him value because he was getting money from it. Um, but, uh, and, and that's also, I think something a little bit different like, how we've approached, like, selling beats and having a music production business, um, that's different than most producers. Like, we kind of took on, like, a traditional sales process. So, like, Cam will, like, do huge email scrapes to find leads, like, just go through DMs, go to, like, repost pages of, like, um, Instagram pages that post rappers, uh, and those are also good places to find like leads of people that would want to buy beats too, because they're paying for promo to get on these pages. That's um, really cool.
1: That's good insight, yeah.
2: But uh, but yeah, so basically, he'll hit people up, and like we use kind of the same strategy of like providing value, like offering a compliment, something very genuine, kind of connect with them first, and then um, and then like having the contents helpful too, because they see like oh wow, Maddie Beats, like your videos are cool, like I definitely want to work with you. So that's another, like, helpful piece for them being more receptive to. you. Um, but, yeah, then we get them, like, on an actual phone call. Like, once he qualifies them, sees they're interested in something, we'll get them on a phone call and, like, basically have a sales call. Like, they, they don't, it doesn't seem that way to them. Sure. Um, but uh, oh. oh,
1: there goes the to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> um, Perfect timing. Those that aren't uh, watching right now, so it's like, uh, that's, that, uh, that's really unique
0: fell. because I feel like we had a similar change in thought where we're like, we need to start treating your music like it's a physical product that we're trying to sell. Yeah. Cause I come from a marketing background. So it's like, I don't know how to market music. And Connor's like, just imagine it's a yep. vacuum and you yeah. need to sell this yeah. vacuum. How would you do that? So you product. guys are doing the same thing with your beats. You're treating your art as though yeah. it's a product. That's really cool.
2: Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, Another thing I would add too is like, um, at least from like my Instagram growth and stuff, like I put a lot of time into learning like Facebook ads and running ads to like gain followers and like some to sell beats. Uh, And that's been
1: super important for my growth and selling beats too. So what uh, what's a specific example of an ad that you would run as a producer? Is it a piece of content of you making a beat? Is it a song that you produce? Like what give me an example of a specific ad yeah. that you would
2: run? So it's it's typically just like the content like the beat videos I do and I'll run an ad on them um, and it's funny like I've done split testing where I just have like just me like making the beat uh, with not like like very much of a call to action on it. Uh, and then I'll, I'll have the same exact video and I'll do like text that says like, is Maddie Beats the next big producer? Like, or like, who is Matty Beats? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and like um, those Great ads- with, intrigue. You're right. Um, yeah. Those ads always do better. Uh, but, but yeah, and I don't target, for most of my ads, like I'm just trying to get followers. So like I found that targeting people Because Facebook ads, like there's cheaper countries to run your ads in as opposed to others. So, like, US and Canada are going to be more expensive than like Brazil and Mexico or China, like, whatever. Um, And you can look up all that info on Google. So, I started running ads to like cheaper countries because if I'm not trying to target them to buy anything, then it doesn't really matter where they're from. And for whatever reason, I've found, specifically for me at least, people in India and Mexico are, like, way more likely to engage and just be, like, interactive and leaving, like, more comments. Um, But I kind of looked at it as, like, a snowball effect. Like, I get all of these followers uh, from, like, cheaper countries and they're engaging and then it becomes, like, a snowball effect with the algorithm where it's like, oh... More people are commenting, like, let's show this content to more people.
0: Or the people from the U.S. Yeah. will see that you have a bunch of followers and then they'll want to jump on the bandwagon. It's like...
2: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a social proof thing too Um where just like having the numbers and stuff is helpful. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. I feel like... I, I forget what the original question was. It went off on a tangent on Facebook No, it was ads. great. Uh, <laughs> Whatever yeah.
0: we were talking about, that was a great <laughs> answer.
1: It was a great answer. Appreciate In terms it. of...
0: um, so there's so many ways to monetize art and beats and raps. Yeah. So I think you just did a recent collaboration with, was it Samsung, the laptops?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: So you did that. How can other producers find deals like that? Did Cam reach out? Did they approach you? How did that come to fruition?
2: Yeah. I, I've definitely found it to be kind of difficult to prospect like um sponsorship or like promo deals. Uh for me almost all the time it's them inquiring and reaching out to me. Um, But that all comes from like the content. Once you build up your content, uh, that's like the way to go uh, to get those kind of things. But Cam and I have been doing a campaign like the past couple months, trying to reach out to more companies like us directly. Uh, And it hasn't been too successful, but I would say like the number one thing is just like having content, having an audience already that's, because that's what they're looking for. Um, they want like, you know, a big audience and someone that makes good content to promote their stuff. So if you have that, then they're going to start reaching out to you anyway.
0: Got it. So content yeah. is king. The cliche saying, Yeah. it always comes back <laughs> it's, around. It really
1: is true. Yeah. So what is, um, what is one of your large goals that you have, whether it's like a, a two-year plan or a five-year plan? Like what is something that you have ahead of you that you really want to achieve?
2: I think for me, it's like kind of building out my Spotify and like Apple Music, like me as a music producer, uh, kind of like how DJ Khaled does it where like he has his own album, but it's like featuring other artists. Like I really want to be able to do that, um, and build that out more, which I think you were like my first, uh, like official, like
1: big artist co-release. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That was really cool. That, uh. Because, yeah, we did release that um, as Maddie and Connor Price. So we, you were a primary yeah. artist on the song. I was a primary artist on the song. So it showed up on your Spotify and my Spotify.
0: You should definitely make a whole album of that. It's like in 2022, yeah. I think you should do that 100%. That's
2: great. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's one of my big goals for sure. Um, and then I want to, like, honestly get out of, like, being dependent on beat sales, like selling leases here and there, custom beats here, uh, and just kind of focus on working with artists like I genuinely love and want to work with. Uh, Because it's been tough, honestly, for me, like, because when it's a business now, like anything that comes in, like, I kind of have to take because like, I'm like, oh, I have to pay rent next month. Like, I've got to take this, like this deal to do this custom beat for this person or sell this beat. Um, And that's, and like, it's kind of killed a little bit of my inspiration or just like creativity, I feel like. Um, So I definitely want to get out of that a little bit more and then um, just like shift to making music and working with the people that I really want to work with.
0: So you Uh, want to be able to say no to someone.
1: Yeah, exactly. And feel
0: good about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Uh, who,
1: who are three artists that you haven't worked with that you'd like to? Um, I would say Jack Harlow, um, nice.
2: this artist Aries. Uh, he also like is crazy on production. Um, he's kind of like alternative rock, like melodic singing. Um, and then I would say uh, Jarris Johnson, actually. I really like his stuff, too. Oh, cool. Uh, um, I have to look him up. Yeah, he's like another TikTok guy uh, that just blew up this past year. That's great. Yeah, those
1: those three for sure.
0: Do you have any other questions? If not, I just want to ask him if he has any projects coming up that we should look out for, where people can find him.
1: No, uh, that was great.
0: What projects do you have coming up, if any? And where can people find you? How can people support you? And if anyone wants to work with you, how can they work with you?
2: Appreciate it. Yeah, so um, yeah, I guess projects coming up. Uh, I plan on starting to stream on Twitch in the beginning
1: of 2022, which I'm super hype on. I actually um, just did my first Twitch stream the other oh, night nice. and it no went really way. well. Nice. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to now like kind of nerd yeah, out a yeah. bit about it. I'm curious it, to hear I, about that. I, so the way that I, um, and I think you should do this too. The way yeah. that I got, um, watchers to my Twitch stream, cause I, I started from scratch yeah. is I went, li- I went live on TikTok, and then. In the background on my whiteboard, I had my Twitch, you know, twitch.tv slash Music. So people who saw me oh. live on TikTok realized, ah, he's streaming on Twitch. And what I was doing on Twitch was I was reacting to all the duets to my EGOT challenge. So yeah. this is actually great. You would kill it in this. If you put out one of your many, you know, challenges and then say, hey, I'm going to go live on Twitch and react to everybody who duetted it. Oh man, people would love to watch oh. you like react to their verses, and so you could like screen share your laptop, yeah, show that you're watching it and like react to it.
0: Yeah, I would watch that's that, or even that's a great idea. You, you you like creating a beat too? Like I'm gonna create a beat for yeah. Connor Price tonight. I watch mean, that, it live on Twitch. Killer. I would yeah. watch that for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. That's you a great know.
2: idea. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even realize you started that too. So definitely, yeah, I just, check it out.
1: I just, I kept putting it off, you know, cause I've yep. always been a big fan of video games and streaming and I just decided to go for it. Brie was like, just do one stream. I'm like, I have no followers. No one's going to watch it. She's like, no, <laughs> go live on TikTok. Like there's ways to do this.
0: You have and to, she, it's a funnel. All was your was right. social yeah. channels need to like be a cycle into each other.
1: Yeah. So definitely uh, use TikTok to bring people to Twitch. I, I think you should do that. You would kill it. That's awesome. Hey, appreciate it, dude. Yeah, All right. So I'm, I'm Twitch at the I'm stop up. of 2022. Start yeah. of 2022. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, at the start of 2022.
2: Yeah, so plan on Twitch, um, building out, like, the Spotify under, like, my name, Maddie Beats, featuring artists, um, doing the co-release thing. Um, and I also have, like, a couple songs coming out I'm super hype on as well. Some with uh, Justin Starling. Love him. Um, uh, this artist, Outsider X, who kind of does, like, trap metal stuff, which oh, cool. I'm also, like, super into, like, edgy, hard stuff like that. Um so like, yeah, some songs coming out, I'm hype on, on that end. Uh, and then, yeah, it's, I think just uh, building my following and, and I definitely want to do more sample packs too, because a big part of my audience is producers and I've only put out, I think, two sample packs so far. So I want to do like more stuff for the producers too. Um, what about yeah.
0: NFTs? Have you thought mm. about that at all? Because that's something we've been geeking out yeah. over in the last couple
1: months. Yeah, trying to learn more about
2: yeah, I um I had a call with a guy I think a couple of weeks ago about it and I still like don't really understand NFTs like myself. So I don't think anyone um, does, right? I'm yeah. still
1: trying to figure it out.
2: <laughs> but uh but th- there's definitely like so much opportunity there and I I don't want to like be that guy that's like, "Oh, I missed out on it." So I want to I want to figure out a way to like collaborate with an established like visual artist type of person. And then myself and then like try to find, I don't know, like I don't even know really how it works, but I would love to do that. Yeah, I just don't know really where to start.
1: Because based
0: on our research, independent artists, and that includes producers, can make a killing with NFTs and that's the future for music.
1: One thing that Justin Starling did, I don't know if you've been watching what he did in the NFT space, but it was absolutely brilliant, was he released, um, I don't know how many, I don't know if it was three, Three three acapellas. And oh, yeah. any producer that bought it had the rights to make a beat around it and then release the song. Like mm-hmm. if you bought the NFT, you now own that acapella and you can release it and tag him as a feature and use it. And you'll you'll have produced a song for Justin, which is so smart.
2: That's, that's so genius. And I've never seen anyone approach it that way either. Because like beat makers, we lease beats like to multiple people all the time. But like no one I've, – I've never seen anyone from like the rapper side be like, hey, I'm going to – like lease this acapella to you, get the rights to right, use it. You can exactly. do like, that's genius. Yeah.
0: Reverse I, engineering. I, I, so smart. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're excited
0: to get into that. And maybe we can chat again in like six months from now, maybe you'll have sold an NFT. Maybe we'll have, yeah. and we can kind of like teach people who are interested in it right. on what we did and what we learned. Cause we're all still learning at the end of the day. It's
1: brand new, it's, yeah. which is it's why we started space. this
0: podcast. We're like, we're learning so much in the independent artist space we want to talk to other artists producers writers everything and just teach everyone else because there shouldn't be any gatekeeping in this industry and i feel like there has been for so many years uh, teach
1: yeah. and and learn i think that's the most fun yeah, part about we're still interviews. learning so learning much so much even just from yeah. this conversation so and thank you again for taking the time to do this we really appreciate yeah it. appreciate you guys having me on awesome all right uh tell everybody where they can find you social media what's your handles um so it's Maddie beats,
2: Matty Beats M A T T Y Beats plural on Instagram and then TikTok Maddie Beats Music. Um you can peep my whole catalog of beats on mattybeatsmusic.com
1: and I'm on YouTube and all that too just type in Matty Beats and you'll find awesome. it. Awesome. Well you got to send me some more stuff man. We got to do another song together. Yeah, facts. Awesome. I'll be
0: it. waiting on your 2022 album too. I'm excited <laughs> for that. Good. And
1: Twitch. Yeah, you know, we, we got to follow <laughs> you on Twitch. Yeah. Likewise. Right. Take it easy, man. All right, thanks guys. Bye. Peace.